Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along my new co-host Leanne Whippen, Camaro David, Commander Chris, coming to you from the satellite turnip don't burn it studios here in the Portland area. This is Leanne's first Barbecue Nation, and it's really a pleasure and honor to have her as the co-pilot of this show. Today we're going to be talking with Thomas Walsh from Underwood Ranches down in Southern California. And we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef, you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. It's a uh, pleasure to be here. It's it's always nice to see you, Leanne. And Thomas, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, truth be told, folks, we had a little technical glitch, a <clears throat> little bit, uh, in a, when we were first started recording this show. So we're kind of doing a little bit of a makeover here, but that's okay. Thomas has got some. Um, really good information for us. So to kind of refresh here, Thomas, tell us the uh, exactly what Underwood Ranches does and where they're located and things that you produce there. So Underwood Ranches is a family-owned grower in Ventura County, California since 1867. Uh, right now we're currently fourth generation with our current owners, Craig Underwood. Uh, we've been farming many, many different crops over the years. Um, our biggest crop for the last 50 years has been jalapeno peppers. Um, we grow both for the fresh market. We also grow for to make mash for other sauce manufacturers. And then we've also integrated into trying our hand at making our own sauces. So that's kind of in a nutshell. We grow cannery tomatoes. We grow herbs. We grow onions. We grow carrots. A lot of different products for a lot of different processors. Um, total about 4,000 acres a year that we farm. And that's kind of where we're at at this point. And are you, what do you do in the process? <laughs> so the one thing about working for Underwood Ranches is we get to have, wear many hats. So sales by trade, but I've also got involved in some operations, uh, food safety, um, as that's become a big initiative in the fresh uh, food industry. Um, so I've learned how to do that. I have also uh, R&D. Um, developing recipes, developing mash, uh, it, you name it, it's, it's, it's there. Very good. And how did you get hooked up with Leanne? <laughs> so that's the best story is one night I was just kind of trinal surfing and it was actually interesting because back then when I first saw her, we were growing artichokes and we did a lot of artichokes and I was doing some channel surfing one night and I come across a barbecue pitmaster show and what caught my eye is I'm watching all these men out there barbecuing and all of a sudden you get this lady out there by herself with all these men. And like I said, she's, she's easy on the eyes. I'm like, I got to watch this. This is pretty interesting. So she's out there handling her own 
And so I'm like, you know, this is this is really cool. So I've watched a few more episodes. And then the one episode that really caught my mind is when she actually had uh, dumped her boyfriend, who was her helper. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I've got to reach out to this lady. I, I, I we we're looking for we we're getting into the artichoke uh, bag business. And I was like, man, I really would like to do a, a recipe on the back of our bag for like a grilled style artichoke and possibly she could help us. So I reached out, I Googled her and she responded. And I think the only reason she responded is because we were an artichoke grower. I love artichokes. <laughs> yes. So we've been working together for a while now and it's, it's been an awesome you know, partnership, it, 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 the uh, Underwood ranches. Um, well, you know, what I find is so interesting is, is your story, Tom, and how you got into this, which you might want to tell us a quick synopsis of that. Yeah. So basically as a kid growing up in Orange County, I was fortunate enough to live where we actually had property. So I've kind of been in agriculture my whole life as raising animals for 4-H um, always had a, a family that always was eager into growing your own gardens and things. So after graduating high school, my family had moved up from Orange County up to San Luis Obispo. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that point yet. And I started working for a grocery store. And after a few years, I got promoted into produce. I was like, you know what? This is really, really cool. I really like the seasonalities. At that time, we didn't have year round melons. So we would have, you know, summertime melon tables and then you'd have your wintertime squashes and your apples, things like that. So I was like, this is really cool. There was a school right down the road, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo that has a very good ag department, ag program. So I said, you know what, I'm going into agriculture. And that's how it happened. And I chose produce as the concentration and graduated in 1998 and started working for Underwood Ranches in 1998. Home of the Mustangs. Home of the Mustangs, absolutely. <laughs> there is another Cal Poly. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, I, I, I drove by it one day years ago. Actually, I lived on that place for two years. So, um, yeah, it's they have a huge ag department there. But they also got a huge engineering department and science. So that's that's where we differentiate between you guys up there in the close to the San Joaquin Valley and then, you know, us down there in the city. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was a junior college, but I guess not. No, we're the home of Jim Zorn, NFL quarterback. You guys can't say that, I don't think. Well, we were home of Ozzie Smith, the shortstop of the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, but that's oh. baseball. So, you know, yeah. yeah baseball a, is still a sport. <laughs> great sport. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's a good sport. Home of the home of the Atlanta Braves. So yeah, that was uh, a great World Series. That was a great World Series. So. In your in your production, how do you choose what crops to put where? And as we were talking off the air before, you were talking about viruses and plants, and you can't put the same one whole same crop in a in a section. How do you choose those? So it's all about the seasonality. So, for example, chili peppers is definitely a summertime crop, but with all crops, you have to have rotation. You cannot plant chili peppers in the same field year after year after year without having rotation on the off seasons, simply because of the virus and things like that, that the chilies are very susceptible of. So basically, based on the seasonalities of, you know, the time of the year, those are the crops. But then 
we have our operations team that basically has this whole rotation program in place to where you're taking care of the ground and making the best decisions that you can do to produce the best crops. Sure. And do you have to fight a lot of viruses and funguses and stuff? I mean, that is, especially on a commercial farm, that's got to be a, a major concern and a huge battle at times. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, the, the, the honest to God thing is, is once you put a ground, a seed in the ground, you're, you're kind of crazy to do this, but it's what we do. Um, yes, you're going to deal with weather. You're going to deal with pests. You're going to deal with virus. You're going to deal with fungus molds, things like that. But you just have to, you know, deal with that and, and, and make the best decisions based on varieties and where you're planting and, and, and go with that. But hmm. definitely a lot of, a lot of hurdles. So we, and the other thing we were talking about prior to the show was, you have um when you go into a grocery store leanne lives in florida i live in oregon you live in california okay and they keep fresh green jalapenos for an example all year long up there but they're you're not harvesting them all year long are you no so we only grow in our season so our season basically will start in july and then we'll run through, we've got about another week or two left in our season, but only because our season, we grow greens and reds. So basically in all of our plantings, we'll, they're all stag- staggered so we can extend our season, but you go in and you'll harvest greens, probably about two picks per each plant, and then you'll leave those plants for reds and you'll move through the season that way. So what's the difference for people that don't know that between the greens and the reds? Just maturity, basically yeah. on the reds. Um, you know, the main reason we do the reds is for the sauces that we manufacture. Um, you, you get a maturity and the, the color and the flavor is a little bit sweeter. You want me to tell you a story about jalapenos real quick? would love to hear the story. Of course. Okay. Doing a live show for the ABC affiliate here in Portland. And I usually put, <clears throat> excuse me, some sort of pepper <clears throat> um, in my work whatever dish I'm doing. And we were doing Super Bowl stuff. So I was doing poppers, right? Bacon wrap poppers, all this. I, we made them and Leanne knows this. You're not on set when you make this stuff, you're making it outside. Bring it in, bring it in. And I ate one outside and I thought it was really mild. And I worked with this very lovely lady here in Portland named Helen Raptus. We've been doing this same show together for 20 years. And Helen has got a big case of what I call lily lips, okay? And so I make these poppers, and it looks great, and the hero shot's great. And she goes, these aren't hot, are they? And I said, well, they're jalapenos, but they're not that hot. These are actually pretty mild. She got one that evidently um, sent her off the Richter scale, let alone Mm -hmm. the Scoville scale. She actually started choking and gagging. Oh, and no. And this is all live, mind you. And she hit the floor. And I'm just running around behind the, you know, behind the uh, the island there, trying to find her a bottle of water or something. And all you see is this hand going out from behind the island going, take us to break, take us to break, take us to break. And so she's never let me forget that, forgotten forget whatever the proper grammar is on that and uh she always says i damn near killed her so i don't think i really tried to kill her 
It was just. I hope not. Uh, We are going to take a break and uh, be back with Thomas Underwood from our Thomas Walsh. I mean, from Underwood Ranches. We're going to talk more about hot sauces. We're going to talk about creating those and what they look for when they're developing them. Right after this, you're listening to Barbecue Nation with JT and Leanne. everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. Uh, you can email us at... Uh, at the nation you can just go to barbecuenationjt.com and at the bottom there's a little icon there to send us a message and uh, if i get my actual email back because i've had so many computer and sound problems today that will get to either me or leanne eventually i promise <laughs> we're, we're going to do that you can also find us on facebook and twitter um leanne's got her stuff out there on instagram and twitter and youtube and all that and i've got a few things you might say out there so you can find us and uh, send us a note. Let us know what you're doing. We're talking with Thomas Walsher, as we call him Tom, here in the business from Underwood Ranches. By the way, I want you to know I saved the box. It's, it's the, awesome packaging, and I love their logo. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. Thank you for sending that to me. I know Leanne probably prompted you to do that. In fact, I know she did, but I really appreciate it. And <laughs> I, what she tells me to do. <laughs> you're a, you're a smart man. For yes. Um, when you're developing a sauce, what's the process for you guys? Because you got a ton of them now, and I'm sure you're still working on more. But what is the process that you go through? Well, the biggest process is pepper, and that's what we grow. And that's kind of why we decided to get into this business. It's like I said before that this business is changing. Uh, the dynamics of the business are changing with all the consolidation of retailers and the, the, the rising wages of in, in, in California and, and all the imports coming in from other countries. So the basic was how else can we take the peppers that we feel that we've perfected and what else can we do with them? Um, one thing is, like I said, we do, we do make mash for other uh, sauce manufacturers. Basically what mash is, is ground up chilies with some vinegar and salt and and then basically we just put it into barrels and we send it to the customers. And then we decided, well, what about get, trying our hand in sauce as well? So it basically, like I said, the main ingredient is the peppers that we grow. All the sauces that we make basically are going to highlight that pepper. And so we're not one of these other manufacturers that basically manufacture a sauce where it's basically vinegar and pepper powder. Um, mm-hmm. So that, the main ingredient is the pepper we grow. Um, first sauce we came up with was a sriracha. Um, Basically, it's very simple. We don't use any artificial preservatives. We use a fresh garlic. Um, we, we feel it's it's pretty good. It's it's pretty good. I think it's the best sriracha out there. I'm not just saying that. It really is. It's phenomenal. It's great. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like that. It's uh, it, it's got to be tough. Do you when you're developing these, though, Thomas? Uh, do you actually are you considering the pairing, as it were? 
I mean, take Leanne's artichokes because she loves artichokes. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do a sauce, do you coordinate with her? I know you said you had her uh, help you with a recipe, but would you consult with her and say, we're trying to develop this and here's a great sauce for artichoke. Uh, example only. Well, what he did do actually is when you were coming up with the barbecue sauces, um, he would ship me them, you know, with his basic recipe. And then I would taste it and make suggestions on what I, I personally like. And then he'd tweak it and send it back again. So we did a lot of that. And I think the key is with the barbecue sauces that we make. And, and this is the, the point. I mean, a lot of people think Man, you're crazy to get the barbecue sauce because there's so many different sauces on the market, which, yes, there is. But for us, it's unique is our barbecue sauce does not have any kind of tomato paste or ketchup. It's simply a red jalapeno. And so when we first started developing it, that's why I said, you know, what? we got to send this to Leanne, let her think, see what she thinks about it. Because a lot of people, even today, they'll taste like, oh, it's very tomatoey. Well, there's no tomato product in that. Mm -hmm. It's simply a red jalapeno mm -hmm. barbecue sauce. And we have the two varieties. We have the one that's a spicy and then we have the mild, which is a jalapeno that has no heat. I, I love I love your Carolina, uh, the gold, the mustard. Um, that might be my favorite of the line, but your Verde sauce, too, is top notch. I mean, you've really expanded the line in, in a short amount of time. And each one is so significantly different in flavor, but you get the freshness of the peppers. And uh, yeah, when you told me there was no tomatoes in the barbecue sauce, I was like, are you kidding? I mean, it, it's just shocking to me. That you're able to make it taste like barbecue sauce. Yeah. And that's what was amazing is it worked. So when we first tried it and it worked, it's like, wow. <laughs> so do you get to take home all the samples, Tom? <laughs> Basically, all the samples when we first started doing all the bench sampling was done in my kitchen. And, and then we would make the batches. And then obviously, when you make them, then you would send them to the lab to make sure that they're safe, you know, with your, you know, all the content that needs to be with yeah. the guidelines. And then from there, you say, okay, yes, this product works. And then you say, okay, now we got to send it out to someone like Leanne to kind of get the input and insight, like, yes, this is good or no, it's not good. Like, for example, I'll never forget the first time I sent Leanne our spicy version. She flat out told me, she said, listen, you need to cut the black pepper in half. And most people are like, there's no black pepper. I said, yes, there is. Like, How did she know? I'm like, because this is what she does. That's why we <laughs> yeah. sent it to her. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny, you know, I'm being in this position for a number of years now, I get, I get lots of samples, people always, and I'm very grateful to them to, to send me, you know, their rubs, their sauces, whatever. Every once in a while you get some, something you can actually drink, you know, that comes in the mail, so to speak. But if I was going to say one thing, and I think Leanne just hit on it, is that out of all the different sauces, there are some that are very outstanding that are kind of at the top. Some that aren't very good, but they're, they're trying hard. But there's a big group in the middle, especially on sauces that have a little heat in them, that they're either way too much on ghost pepper or whatever they're using or black pepper like that. It, it's such a dominating flavor when you're creating a sauce. It really will overwhelm the food. And I think if you talk to a lot of people, it doesn't matter whether it's barbecue or anything, they really want to taste whatever it is they're eating and not just be totally overpowered by the, the sauce. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, as far as me, I mean, like I but said, I you have, you have a new hot sauce out. 
Yeah, we do. And that's one that we're really excited about because it's very, very simple. We decided to name it 1867, our founding year. It's just a very, it's, it's kind of what, for me, it just kind of reminds me of Underwood. We're just a very simple, uh, honest family grower that it, it, in this pepper basically has our red jalapenos, vinegar, and and uh, some salt, and that's it. And it's very, very good. It goes on everything. I love it. Um, and it, it's, yeah, it's our new 1867. It's very good. You're going to have to send me another sample box because yeah. I mean, you're talking about some things that I never, I never got to taste. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We're going to be back with Tom Walsh from Underwood Ranches, my new co-pilot, Leanne Whippen, and yours truly right after this. Don't go away. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Networks. I'm JT along with uh, Leanne Whippen. You're going to get to hear a lot of Leanne over the, the next few days, weeks, months, and years from mm-hmm. here. And we're talking with uh, Tom Walsh from Underwood Ranches. Um, also like to, again, thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Uh, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. And it's just like nature intended. And Gunter Wilhelm Knives, great quality knives. Great uh, efficiency and economy in the kitchen. You can check them out online at GunterWilhelm.com. So out of all the stuff you do, Tom, what's your favorite thing? Eating. Really good at that, but... (laughs) Cal Poly boys, man. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, you know, honestly, the produce world is is, pretty cool. Um, Like I said, I think anyone who puts a seed in the ground is a maniac, but we do it and we... You know, it's a lot of <laughs> prayers, but um, just the food business in general. I love, I love just the dynamics of it and how we can change things. And then when getting into the sauces, it's pretty interesting. I've learned so much on the food science side of things and, and working with consultants and, and labs and things like that of how you can actually make a product. You know, as a chef, you know, they can make products taste great today and tomorrow. But to make something that lasts 12 months or longer with no refrigeration, that's a chore and make it taste good. Yeah. It's, it's a totally different ball game. And mm-hmm. that's what we've come up with is shelf stable products that are safe and they don't need refrigeration. I, I think they're better refrigerated. However, it's up to you, but it's a pretty interesting that what you can do. Is it- yeah, I think one of the hardest things is once you've gone through this grueling process and you actually have it all ready, the bottle and it's ready to go is how do you get it out there? And I think that's the biggest challenge is, is the marketing, you know, aspect of it. I, are you in stores right now? Which stores are you in? Yeah, we, and, that, and you're right about that. That is absolutely the hardest part. But, and let's be honest, we rolled this out right when COVID hit. So this was just, you know, Underwood Ranches, again, like I said, we've been around since 1867, but we've just been a farmer flying under the radar. And now the chore is to build a brand. Well, once COVID hit, the only thing people were buying was toilet paper and, and water. 
and they weren't looking for new products. They were looking for what, you know, what we normally buy. So that is a huge challenge. So we've, we've got a small little chain store out in Texas called Central Markets that has our products. We've got uh, up in Northern California called Savemart has our products. And then we've got some local independents around. Um, we're trying to build a presence online through our website um, and then working with Leanne to try to get the, the, the barbecue world. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a huge challenge. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's a lot, lot to be done on the marketing side of this. Mm-hmm. It's very tough to compete with the big boys. I was in the spice business, if you will, 20 years ago, really before everything kind of went crazy. You had a few uh, independents like myself, and then you had McCormick and uh, you had McCormick and then you had Schilling and, you know, you had a few things from Kraft and what have you out there. Yeah. But you really didn't have the, well, they didn't even allow the shelf space for it unless you wanted to buy it, but it is so tough to get a product in a big store or in a chain of stores and to keep it there because they really put the screws to especially the independent people that are coming in. They're going to want free cases and they're going to want you to contractually buy advertising in whether it's on their website or flyers or whatever they're using. I mean, I've been that road. Uh, that's why I don't do it anymore because one guy sitting in a little community called Viola, Oregon, I couldn't, I couldn't sell enough to pay for everything. You know, I couldn't sell enough to give Kroger 47 free cases. Uh, And if they didn't sell in 60 days, they wanted to uh, send back what didn't and credit that against what they owed me. So that's just one example. It's very difficult. It's it's very difficult. And that's why, you know, you have to be innovative in this. And and again, having the connection with Leanne and when I went out to finally go meet her in in, uh, Tampa, went to the restaurant she had at the time and, and the, the food was amazing. But then I just noticed something was totally different about the French fries. And it's like, I couldn't put my finger on what was different about it, but there was like a little sweetness to it. So then she came and sat down with us and then started explaining to us the, 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 the seasoning that she puts on the, on her French fries was her pig powder. I was like, wow, that was amazing stuff. So ever since then I'd bought it and I'd use it at home and stuff. And then once we developed our Carolina gold uh, mustard-based barbecue sauce, which is also infused with our red peppers, which makes it very different. Um, I always watch these competitions where everybody's using a binder on their pork, you know, a mustard binder. Mm. I'm thinking, well, why can't we try the Carolina Gold as our binder? So then I reached out to Leanne. I'm like, Leanne, you know how they do that three, two, one? I'm like, well, why can't we do like a one, two, three where they use our Carolina Gold as their binder, the pig powder as their rub, and then they can finish it with either our spicy or our mild barbecue sauce. So these are the ideas and the innovation that we're trying to get people to catch on to because it is a really good combo. I mean, just last week I did a pork roast where I used the one, two, three on that. And then I pulled the pork and then I actually made pizza where I used the Carolina gold as my sauce. I put down, you know, our, the mozzarella cheese. I put the pulled pork and then I put uh, pineapple and then topped it off a little bit more pig powder and barbecue that pizza. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be innovative in it because you're right. It's really hard to go against the big boys. Mm-hmm. You just got to re- you just got to remember what George Carlin said. You nail two things together that have never been nailed together before and somebody will buy it. So you, exactly. you got to have that mentality to try yeah. that, to be successful in this world. Do you think going out and winning Leanne big competitions 
uh, with like what Tom suggested there using the Carolina and your pig powder and stuff. How does that really boost a product or is it give it just a foundation to get going? I think it, it it's a foundation. I really, I couldn't give you an exact figure. I know that the pig powder that my dad developed many years ago, he would just go to barbecue contests and hand it out and people were using it and then they were winning with it. And that's how it got to be very popular. And, you know, it's, it's good to enter some of these contests because it did win best rub on the planet, which is a significant award. Um, and the, I know the guys on the circuit, they watch all this stuff. If that makes it a, um, a brand for the you know regular consumer, I think it helps, but I really, really couldn't say how much it does help. I mean, obviously blues hog that started out, you know, on the circuit mm. and, and now it's, it's widely commercialized and, and, you know, it, they knocked it out of the park. So I do, I do feel like it, it's a stepping stone to, uh, Greatness. <laughs> well, and the other thing is the products have to be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're talking about you know your pig powder, uh, blues hog, um, some of the other uh, rubs and and uh, sauces. They really have to be good because let's say you don't know too much about barbecue and you walk into pick a store that now their barbecue aisle has. 20 feet at least yeah, it's and, massive and four shelves versus what it was, you know, even 10 years ago. But most all the sauces look either brown or ketchupy, like you were saying. So if you don't know what they are and you don't have a lot of experience with it, how do you make those decisions? Well, you know, and it, it used to be a big thing where you could, you know, put award winning. Well, that's so passe. Everybody ha- everybody can write award winning in some way, shape or form. It just, it does, sure. It's not a di- distinctive, um, I don't know, people aren't going to buy it because they see award winning. I do feel that packaging, again, it's part of marketing. Um, you know, there's a, a, a lot of, um, I don't know, experts out there that know what attracts the buyer, whether it be a color, you know, like red and yellow is known to be in the food, you know, Mm-hmm. It's just certain things draw your eye and um, the consumer that doesn't know about the awards and barbecue or whatever, they're going to be drawn, I think, to the overall look of it and the label. Yeah, I mean, packaging is is everything. That's why your uh, Tom, your box here it's is great, you know, really attractive, looks like a really nice gift box. It looks like I, I mean, I got to tell you, this would be a box. If you were in gift stores, for example, and this is just my idea, but I've been through this, like I said, this is something that, you know, Uncle Bill or dad is really into barbecue and he's really into sauces or he's really into cooking pulled pork or whatever. And they open it up and it's got a really nice look to it. And it's a very attractive exterior. Um, You know, that's a that's a win right there. That's a real win. Instead of people out there trying to buy something in a in a gift store or barbecue store and it's just a one off bottle, maybe the greatest sauce in the world. But what are you going to do? Put it in a real sock and hang it on the mantle place? I don't know. (laughs) I think, too, one of the the things that I'm trying to establish here, too, is if, if anything that we've learned as a nation from COVID is that 
it's not a bad idea to have a lot of your ingredients or your products that you like to buy locally, or at least, you know, within the country. And all of our products are made with the peppers that we grow in the United States. I know other sauce manufacturers right now, they're having a heck of a time trying to get their pepper mash that they have manufactured in South America, just because the cost of the containers and the logistics and the boats and the trucks and everything that you're hearing about these days. So one, that's one thing we're trying to, to point out to people too, is it is the product of USA. It's grown by a family farm. Um, if you can appreciate that, I mean, that's kind of where we're at too. I think that's super important today. And I, I do think that people do look at that. I think it's great. You know, um, some of the stuff we've been through the last few years, I think there's a real kind of, well, we have a, we have a group of stores up here called Made in Oregon. And they'll only carry stuff that's actually produced or made in Oregon. And um, my stuff was in there for a while. But the point is, I think people are very in tune to that. We are going to take another break. We're going to be back with Tom Walsh from Underwood Ranches and my new co-pilot, Leanne Whitman, right after this. Don't go away. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Take a look at my Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Barbecue Nation Radio Network. Uh we got, I mean, we got stations and we got networks and we got stuff and I don't even know where the hell they all are anymore. Anyway, we're talking with Thomas Walsh from Underwood Ranches in California uh, and my co-host now, officially, you'll get the press releases out here in a couple of weeks, as Leanne Whippen. Again, welcome. Thank uh, you. In the co-pilot's chairs there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the climate for AgViz in California, and I'm not talking about the weather, is tough. I mean, you guys make the news all the time for the uh, the speckled blue nose uh, gully washing trout or something, a uh, bunch of smolts up uh, going into the Sacramento River. And I mean, granted, they're important, but if you don't have enough water and stuff to feed people, it's pretty much a moot conversation. How tough is that? for for you in california um well it's a constant struggle i mean it's it's with regulations and everything i mean it's like i said that's kind of what we've looking at okay so we're we're a farmer yeah so how do we also you know integrate into other products and that's what brings our sauce line into this is yeah there's you know if you're selling on the commodity market and you're hoping to hit a good market well not too many good markets lately so it's 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 a tough challenge so yeah you, you've got to think of other ways you got to either mechanize on your labor or integrate into value-added products or come up with a sauce line or something like that to to try to differentiate yourselves and, and kind of get immune from all the changes because it's not going to stop it's just going to keep coming do you guys well, ship oh go ahead leanne I, I i'm interested in um you know whether you're at the mercy of mother nature it seems um, and now you've got climate change to deal with. And it seems in California that you're getting hit with an awful lot of fires. Have those fires been close to where your crops are? Or, it, I mean, has that been something you've been worried about? You know, 
they haven't lately, but about four years ago, they were always right around all of our crops. And Ventura County seemed like it was always on fire. But now we've been pretty fortunate that most of the fires are up in Northern California and that, and we're just still not good, but it's not, hasn't been around where we're at. I see. That's good. Well, we've gotten enough rain up here in the Northwest now that there was a little tiny article on one of the news sites the other day. It said the Oregon Department of Forestry said fire season's over. And that's all they said. They <laughs> they just kind of put it out there. And if you caught it, you caught it. So uh, what about like trucking and stuff? I mean, we have a supply chain issues now, according to everybody and their mother. But do you guys truck your own products? Do you are you able to handle that? I know in this in the state of California, they've got some new new regulations that are driving some transportation companies to to drink really bad beer because it's um, they're really tough. And, uh, you know, they're even talking about the age of the vehicles and stuff. Now, all of that stuff has got to affect you. Oh, big time. It was getting interesting, too, when that whole uh, regulation on diesel engines came out. I mean, you could look at Craigslist. You wouldn't believe the amount of trucks for sale, whether they were FedEx trucks, Amazon, whatever they were, people trying to get rid of these trucks because no longer could you, you couldn't get registration for them in the state of California. So, yeah, it's been tough. And not to mention, I mean, just think of the gas prices in the state alone mm-hmm. compared to other states. It's, wow. it's a lot. And, and we do have our own trucks that, you know, where we bring the product from the fields to uh, to the facility that we have. Um, yeah, of course, it's definitely a challenge for sure. Are you thinking about integrating? I'm, I'm jumping around here a little bit. Uh, we're getting down close to the end of the show. But are you thinking about, you know, one of the pr- crops you grow is watermelons. Are you going to make a watermelon sauce? It'd be kind of kick if you did, I would think. That's a great question. And I'll tell you why. Because as a foodie, I make a killer watermelon salsa, which goes great on pulled pork tacos. And I've been making it for a while now and it's amazing. But again, you get to that problem. You would love to take this to market, but how do you make it last? I mean, especially with watermelon, it's like all water. So as soon as you cut the melon, it starts purging. You get a lot of the water coming out of it. Sure. It is a great, great product. So I definitely would be open and maybe even work with Leanna, something like that, because yes, watermelon is amazing. The watermelon salsa, I got to have Leanne made because it is killer. And you put that on pork, it is, it blows you away because sometimes people will be eating watermelon sauce. They don't even know what they're eating. It is so good. There's got that. to be a way, all of these smart people that work on food products, there's got to be a way to be able to keep the integrity, the shape, and that the moisture, whatever else they have. There's got to be a way, but maybe it isn't that easy because that sounds amazing and it would be out there not yours but a watermelon salsa i think <clears throat> you know peaches i think are easier to work with but i i love that idea see that's what you need watermelon well, the salsa. best thing is too is you can put like some spicy peppers in there and like the name is just called fire and ice it's just killer mm-hmm. and it's just a matter though of getting that long and i've actually played around with it with some natural preservative type things but it's still you get that purge and and with that purge is you get the breakdown so it for now, I'm going to love it as my own little deal at home. <laughs> but I promise you, that is something that they could set yeah. things off. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really good. It's really good. Well, now you've got me curious about it, actually, <laughs> to, to want to try it. So I don't it's know really what good. the shelf life is, but, you know, I'm just north of you about <laughs> 800 miles. So, you know, just 
fire some up here anytime you want there, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Um, how can people find more, find out more information about your products and how can they order them and how they can, you know, send you comments or questions, anything like that? So basically come to our website at underwoodranches.com and we actually set up a coupon code. Uh, you can use a coupon code barbecue nation and get 15% off any purchases on our website. Oh, there you go. And, and we have a lot of information there. I, you can, you can email me from there. I love to talk to people all day long. I get people that call me asking about chili peppers. I could talk about it all day. Um, it, it, you know, we love to talk to people and get ideas, um, and, and suggestions. So yeah, come to our website, underwoodranches.com, use barbecue nation as your code and get 15% off any of your purchases. And like I said, drop us a line anytime you want. We'll, we'd love to talk. See, that's a good Christmas idea too, right there. We got Especially the, the gift pack. And you know what? The, the box itself, it's not one of those cheap boxes. That's a sturdy box. It's just well packaged too. Uh, it is because it survived around here for almost two months now <laughs> before we could get everything settled down and get you on the show and get Tom on the show. But it, it's really good. And thank you for uh, putting that out there for our listeners. I know they'll appreciate that. Um, especially with Leanne's recommendation on it. It, <laughs> it really it, is great. It, it is great. So um, we're going to get out of here. Tom's going to stick around uh, for after hours. Um, you know, that's where we talk about anything we want and we're not under any FCC rules. So that's kind of a good thing too. But Thomas Walsh from Underwood Ranches, thank you. Uh, I don't know who we've got coming up in the next hour. Maybe Leanne, one of the shows she did with me. I don't know who that is. And uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation with JT and Leanne now on yes. the on the Sun Radio Network. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.